Hey, it's Randy Lee, and this is the Flippin' Genius Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We are the podcast about flipping cars, buying and selling used cars for a profit. This is episode number eight, and we're going to talk today about systems for making a profit in your flipping business. Along the way, I also am going to disclose some more information that I've just learned today, actually about some state regulations that every flipper needs to know, and really every licensed dealer needs to know as well. There's some big changes coming down the pike, and I had a talk today with somebody very important that can share more about that. And we look forward to speaking with him personally. Right now, though, I'm going to take a little break. And we'll be right back with today's podcast about systems. Flipping Genius. Subscribe, download, take it with you wherever you go. Share it with your friends. I'll be right back. Okay, I want to, before we get into the systems talk, I want to talk about what I kind of just dropped the bomb on you there, that there's some important things I want to share with you from somebody of significance that I spoke to today. And I'm going to need to just kind of talk from memory. I was at the uh, dealer car auction this morning, and I spoke to a gentleman who is um, involved in, in legislation that affects the car business, car dealers, car sales in general, uh, here in Alabama and nationwide. And this gentleman gave me some insights into some rule changes that are coming down the pike that we all need to be aware of. And I'm going to try to just drop the information on here. First off, the rule, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, that you can sell six vehicles a year it's going to go to five in Alabama. I don't know if this is nationwide, but five that you have to have registered in your name. So you can't flip titles. You can't you can't sell vehicles with an open title. Now, my first thought is, hey, well, they'll still do it, but no, you're not going to be able to. And this is the this is the scoop that I wanted to tell you about. It's, it blew me away. So we've got all this sam- satellite imaging now. Through satellite imaging, they're going to be able to pick up a vehicle that's for sale at a spot and and see that vehicle. If that vehicle is is on a lot on a on a property and it's not registered to that property, and they can apparently tell by vehicle shape or something from the sam- satellite imaging, if that vehicle is not registered to that property, there will be uh, enforcement authorities that will be sent out to inspect. And if that vehicle is for sale and registration does not lock to that property, that that vehicle could be, I believe, ticketed. It could be towed. And there's going to be some significant crackdown. And, and if you're selling that vehicle without it being registered to you, there's going to be more significance. Now, I, I'm, I don't mean to sound so vague, but I, I learned all this in about a five-minute conversation, and I'm hoping greatly that I can have this gentleman on our podcast within the next few weeks so he can really clarify this, because this is such vital information for all of us who are 
who are doing flipping, especially those of you who are not licensed dealers. And I again, I, this is another reason why it's a good idea to consider getting your dealer's license if possible, or working with somebody who does have a dealer's license. Talked to a young man yesterday. He's only 18. He can't get a dealer's license yet, so he's in. He, he's not able to do that. So he's partnering up with some other folks. Um, sharp young man. Um, going back to my discussions about these changes, um, car dealers who take their vehicles and park them other places other than the one that is designated on their title license, their license, I mean, um, will be in violation. You're not going to be able to, to park vehicles. So if you've got a hot lot that you like to park a vehicle on, if that lot is not uh, registered on your license, you'll be in violation. Again, that vehicle could be removed. You could be fined. Um, Out-of-state dealers, say Tennessee uh, dealers trying to sell a vehicle in Alabama or Georgia into Alabama or Mississippi into Alabama. And, and I don't know if this is, this probably goes both ways, but I was talking to a gentleman who represents Alabama. Um, let's say you get a phone call about a vehicle and the person says, I'd like to take a look at it, but I live down here in XYZ Alabama. And you say, well, that's just 15 minutes for me. I'll drive down there and meet you at the Walmart and you can take a look at it. If you're not licensed in the state of Alabama as a car dealer, not only could your vehicle be taken away, but you could actually be arrested. His words were, this is going to be like prohibition and you're like a bootlegger. And wow, that, that is, that's some, some strict, tough things that are coming down. Our, our dealer license costs are going to go up about 20 bucks this year, and part of it is to fund the enforcement of these new restrictions to make sure that people are buying and selling cars illegally. Now, I don't, I don't want to tell you this and say, oh, don't do this anymore, because it, believe me, I plan to do it. I feel that restrictions and legislation, rules that make it better for the consumer, should make it better for those of us who abide by the rules. But you, the the key is to know what those rules and what those laws are. So I know he told me more than even just this. I, I Forgive me for not having a, a very good memory. I tried to retain as much as I could. And if I think of some more, I'll probably share it later. But I wanted to get this out to you. And, and this gentleman is uh, the head of the local uh, association of, of auto dealers, and he's been a valuable resource to me for years. And uh, I'm, I'm, he said he'd be interested in coming on the podcast and talking, and I, I hope that, that he'll be able to. I mean, he's an extremely busy man, travels all over the country, including into Washington, and talks to senators and congressmen and it's it's amazing all that he does so if we if we get him on the program uh in the next couple uh, episodes it will be exciting because not only does he have great information but he has great stories he's been in the the car game for i don't know 40 years or something like that so we'll see what we can do but i didn't want to leave that hanging so keep that 
stuff in mind, keep in mind that we need to keep learning about all the rules and regulations that will affect us and the laws that will affect us and know those laws, abide by the laws and look for opportunities. And the opportunities we're going to talk about today are vast. And we're going to talk about how to set up systems that help us become successful. So when I come back in just a moment, we're going to get down into it and talk about how to set up systems that will make you money, systems that will virtually guarantee your success. And I'm excited to share these with you. I'm Randy Lee. This is the Flippin' Genius Podcast. Thanks for listening so much. Thanks for sharing. If you have a minute, please leave us a, a positive comment. If I hear something good, I'll probably read it on the air. If you've got a question, please send it to flippinquestions at gmail.com and I'll answer them directly sometimes on the air if, it, if I know it's something that a lot of people want to hear the answer to. Thanks so much. I'll be right back. Are you an experienced car flipper who is interested in finding new paths to reaching your goals? Are you new to car flipping and hoping to find the quickest path to success? Or do you operate a successful car dealership and recognize that sometimes an outside pair of eyes can make all the difference in getting to that next level. I'm Randy Lee, host of The Flipping Genius. I offer one-on-one -on -one consulting and coaching services to help you reach your goals. Schedule a free 20-minute face-to-face Zoom consultation with me at www.flippinggenius.com. Let's find out how I can help. All right, we're back talking about systems today and when I talk about systems there's a lot of them involved in in any business and in the flipping business the first system that comes into play in the money making end of it is going to be buying vehicles and in order to buy a vehicle you have to know how to price a vehicle properly now there's a lot of different tools that you can use on the market today and I'm sure that I don't know all of them. If you've got something that you'd like to send in and and recommend or or give us feedback on, please do flipping questions at gmail.com. It's the best way to send information to me. Now, I might be old school, but I use KBB, Kelly Blue Book. That is what I use. It's what most of my buyers are looking at if they're if they're coming to me educated that's where they're looking for their numbers so i just figure get on the same page as them i know there's other things out there like like uh car gurus is something that i've looked at recently there's there's black book um there's there's other systems that you can buy and and i know there are more sophisticated systems out there because i see uh folks using them all the time but i use kelly blue book that's where i get my numbers um and I'll give you an example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just walk you through a simple example uh, of what I do and how I calculate a price. And then we're going to move on because I can't give it into every detail. Now, we are going to have a Flipping Genius training book uh, and manuals that will be coming out later. And we'll get into this in detail. But I'm just going to give you basically... This is what I do, what I've been doing for 11 years. It makes me money. And I've told you what my target vehicle is. I, I sell vehicles generally less than $4,000. That's that's what I'm looking for. Usually my my 
pocket is between $2,500 and $4,000. Those are the kind of vehicles that I like to buy and sell. I think they make good transportation, and I can make a reasonable amount of profit from them if I buy them right. Buying them right is key. So for my example, I'm going to use a 2008 Toyota Camry LE, so a base model Toyota Camry. Probably has a four-cylinder engine in it, automatic transmission, and... I'm going to estimate it has 190,000 miles. So that sounds like a crazy amount of miles to some people. That's right in my pocket. 190,000 miles on a Toyota should not be a problem. That vehicle should have a lot of life left in it. And that's that's a car that I'm definitely going to be interested in, whether it's on the street, at the auction, uh, you know, in, on eBay, wherever I find it. Um, but Let's we'll talk about where we find those later and the systems for that later. I don't know if we're going to get into every single thing because I I want to try to limit this to about thirty minutes. So we'll have we'll have to have to talk more down the road. I'm doing one of these every Wednesday. And I might pop up with a, a with a quickie sometime just to give you some information too. But okay, so let's let's take a look at this Toyota. So first thing I do is is I'm walking around the Toyota. Uh, Usually before I get there, whether if I'm going to go buy it from an individual or if I'm, I'm at the auction, I already have some numbers in place. So in this case, I know a 2008 Toyota Camry LE, 190,000 miles. I plug that into my Kelly Blue Book app, the KBB app. You can download that for free on your phone. One of the things I like best about it is it's so easy to use. It's it's a very efficient app and it updates frequently and I find the numbers to be pretty solid and especially because the consumer is using this number and that's who I'm selling to. So when I when I do the the search on those numbers, I find that the private party fair price, that's the number I usually use, is $3,333 for this base model. And it's going to have air conditioning and power windows and all the stuff that, that uh, Toyota puts on it. Um, the private parity good price is $4,031. So most likely, I expect to sell this vehicle for about $3,500. Now, there are dealers out there that can get $5,000 for this vehicle, and God bless them. But I know that I'm not one of them. 3500 bucks is about what I'm going to sell this car for. So I've got to come into it with that realistic number in mind, $3,500. Now, when I take a look at the vehicle, immediately I start taking a look at things that that I'm going to have to repair on the car. Uh, probably I'm going to walk up and I'm going to notice it's got a couple bad tires. That's pretty frequently the case. Maybe the engine, the, uh, the battery is weak. Uh, we, I love a weak battery. If we got to jump it off to start it, that means I'm going to probably get a good deal on it. It may scare other buyers away. Uh, it's a simple, simple fix. I start looking around for other things, uh, oil leaks, um, uh, other items that, that I, that I hear, when I start the engine up, of course, I'm going to look at the oil and, and see what the oil looks like. I want to look at the uh, at the uh, transmission. And I want to smell it and see if it, it smells like it's burnt. I'm going to look. I'm going to look under the the oil cap to see if I see any film in there or see if I see any any uh, residue that tells me that there's a um, a uh, issue with uh, antifreeze getting into the oil, uh, a coolant leak. Pretty common in a lot of cars. Usually Toyotas are pretty solid, especially on the Camrys. I, I've had pretty good luck on them. I really like a Camry, as do 
the public. Um, I'm going to look at how much cleanup I'm going to have to do. Uh, it's if it's got uh, smoke inside, there's going to that's that's an issue. It's going to make it a little bit harder to sell. If it's got burn holes in the seats, if it's got stains in the seats, if it's got stained carpet, if the floor mats are horrible. Uh, looking for things like that um most likely this lx model is going to have just hubcaps there's a good chance those hubcaps are all beat up um at 190,000 miles and what is that uh 12 years old uh that's there's a good chance that those are a couple things what about the windshield a cracked windshield cost me 200 bucks to get replaced so i know there's 200 bucks um and then whatever is involved, I calculate my fees. Now, my fees are about 250 bucks per car, and that's going to include my insurance, my uh, lot rent, because I've got a lot that I'm selling my vehicles from. Um, I've got uh, title expenses that I've got to pay for my title people to, to do the title work. Um, and some other fees that are involved, I calculate that at about 250 bucks. So in this particular instance, um, I've got tires at $200, a battery for 50 bucks. I've calculated miscellaneous expenses that I'm going to have to pay my mechanic around $500. Clean up about 100 bucks and my fees at 250. That comes to $1100. So let's go back to that $3500 that I'm going to try to sell this vehicle for less the uh, $1100. Uh, that takes us down to $2,400. And I would like to make $1,000 on this, this car when I sell it. Um, that's, that's my goal, 1000 bucks. I'd like to make $1,000 every car. I don't. Uh, honestly, I don't. Uh, I think I averaged last year's right around $800. Bucks. Um, so anyway, $3,500, less my 1000 less the $1,100 I'm going to have to spend on it leaves me at 1400 bucks that I'm willing to spend on this car. So that's my number, $1,400, and that's where I want to get. If I'm buying from an individual, that is my number. I'll even tell them why it's my number. I, I don't mind sharing these details. I'm sharing them with you. I don't mind them sharing them with the person I'm buying the car from. They know why I'm buying it, and there's a chance they'll say, no way, I can sell this car for more. And I'll tell them, yeah, you can. But I'm here now. I got the money in my pocket. 1400 bucks. Let's do the bill of sale. I'll take the title. And we'll, we'll just uh, put this thing to bed right now. If they say, no, I got to get $2,500 for it, I'll shake their hand and say, I'll, I'll uh, pass it along, along to somebody if I, if I run into somebody. And I probably will. I, I've sent buyers to people who are selling a car. Um, I, I take a long view of things. Uh, but there's a good chance that I'm going to buy this car. Now, they may negotiate with me, and I may come up a little bit on it. Uh, I may look at the car a little closer and say, oh, it's got a better sound system, or or maybe uh, there's some reason it, it looks better on the outside than a typical uh, uh, vehicle of this vintage in miles. But most likely, I'm going to stick pretty close to that 1400 bucks. And this... <laughs> This is the most important thing I do. If I can't get my number, I walk away. And that's the most important part of my system. Now, if you're buying uh, hot rods, if you're buying old trucks, if you're buying uh, more later model vehicles, whatever your numbers are as far as the profit that you want to make and the, the costs that you think that you're going to have to get that uh, into shape, those are the only 
differences between what I do and what you're going to do. But I'm giving you my system, and the fact is I know these numbers going in. When I go to the auction each week, I go armed with this type of information on probably anywhere from 15 to 50 cars I, I do homework on. I know which cars I'm targeting, and I'm ready to make my bids based on that. Now, I don't walk away with 50 cars ever. And I'm not really in a position where I would buy 50 cars. But there are times when I walk away with a handful. And there's a lot of times when I walk away empty-handed. But whatever I walk away with, I know that I've stuck to my systems. And I haven't gotten in over my head emotionally. This is very key. So that's the first system I want to talk about today is the buying system that you use. And next, I'm going to talk about the selling system and how to market the car and how to sell it in some simple terms. So we're going to take a little break and I'll be right back. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Flipping Genius podcast and stick with us. We're going to talk more about selling and how to cash out of this deal and make some money. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Randy Lee. It's a flipping genius podcast. Hey, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. If you haven't already downloaded this episode, please download. Download the episodes for free and you can carry them with you wherever you go and not eat up your data. It's a pretty cool idea. And please tell your friends about it. And if you've got any questions, please send them to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com. And also suggestions. If you've got suggestions, please send those along too. If you'd like to possibly talk to me on the podcast, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'd be happy to give you a call, and maybe we can bring you on the podcast if you have something to share. Um, And if you would like to leave comments or uh, suggestions, Flipping Genius, I'm sorry, FlippingQuestions at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave us nice comments and say, hey, Randy, we like what you're doing, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, it, it helps us build our listener base, and the bigger it gets, the more I'll do of this. Um, so let's get right down to the second system I want to talk to you about, and that is our selling system. And naturally, I'm not going to get into every little detail of this, but I want to give you some some basics on what I do and what you can do to get your flipping off in the right direction. And I'm, I'm trying to talk to you as if you're on your very first one, but I'm hoping that some of the things I do can help you even if you've been flipping cars for 20 years. Uh, because the fact is that you've got things that you could tell me that would be new to me, and probably I do things every now and then that, that might be a new twist to you too. First off, pricing. Now, we talked about it a minute ago in the last, the last segment. I talked about pricing, and on this particular model that we're talking about, we're talking about a, a 2008 Toyota Camry LE base car with 190,000 miles on it, and I said, I think I can sell this car for $3,500. So first off, I'm going to probably start it off at maybe $3,950, because I almost have to give you give the consumer a chance to negotiate down and if i just start at 3500 and just say firm 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 it it, it just knocks a lot of people off but at the same time i'm going to have in my mind a bottom dollar price because that seems to be the number one thing people ask me what's your bottom dollar so i want to know 3500 is my bottom dollar and i'm going to say that i'm going to say it 
every single time until I decide that I can't get the 3500 If that's the case, then I'm going to get a new number, and I'll say that every single time to every single potential buyer. I think this is very important because I want to tell the same truth every single time. This is, this is just how I like to do business. So 3500 bucks is my bottom dollar. 3950 is probably where we're going to start this price at. Now, I'm not going to start at $5,000 because it's going to just scare everybody away because that's a crazy price in my mind for this vehicle. Um, I'm not going to go down to $3,000 because I want to sell it fast because I don't make the kind of money off of it that, that I feel like I need to make. So I go in knowing what my number is. So that's about all I'm going to talk about right now as far as pricing. Um, if you've got questions on that, send them to me. If you've got other ideas, send them to me, and I'll share them in future episodes. So I'm going to talk about seven places that I use to sell my vehicles. And there's other things that we can use, definitely. And if you've got some suggestions on what other people can use or how I can improve my game, <laughs> I'd be happy to listen. So uh, send them along. First off, I'm just going to talk about uh, physical advertising. Literally, you see my car, you want to buy it. So one thing is it's important that I have this vehicle look attractive, and I want you to clearly know it's for sale. So I use just window chalk on the window telling you what the price is. I put a little information about the, the, the year, the make, the model, and the miles, and something like cold air conditioning runs and drives great. Uh, and my phone number. And I usually put that in the front window and one of the side windows so that people can see it. They can pull up. They can get my number and they can call me. Sometimes I'll put my website on there too. That's another key thing. I I think having a website is always very important. Whether you are a licensed dealer or you're just a flipper, it's no big deal these days to have a website. So get one. So as far as a physical location... I personally have a lot on a busy road that I rent. Uh, I'd, I'd love to buy one, but I haven't found a, a space that's uh, right for me to buy yet. So people drive by, they see my vehicles, they know they're for sale. They're, now, when I first started flipping, I used the park and sell lot. Now, we're going to find, when we when we talk more about it, like I did in that first, uh, that first segment, that the park and sell type of, of thing for car flippers is going to be a difficult, uh, I know it's going to be difficult here in the state of Alabama, and I imagine this is going to be nationwide, that this is going to be more and more difficult for people to park cars and sell them uh, out of their area or out of their you know home base if they do not have that vehicle registered. But we'll talk about that more. But so for right now, a park and sell lot is something you could use. Um, and signage is key. You've, you want to make sure that people can see the thing is, is for sale. And, uh, hey, drive the car around. Drive it around with those signs in it. You'll, you'll, get, uh, you'll get notice and you'll get some calls that way. So just physical advertising. That's, that's the first one. Um, these days, the next thing that I always do is Facebook Marketplace. Now, you're probably all familiar with that. If you're not familiar with that, 
You need to be on Facebook. A lot of people are looking at Facebook. A lot of them are, are buying and selling vehicles on Facebook. Facebook Marketplace is key. It frustrates me to no end, I have to admit, because uh, people don't want to call me on the phone anymore. And I'm old school. I want to talk on the phone. But you've got to use this, this system. There is no cost to you at this point to put your vehicle on Facebook Marketplace. You can put a lot of photos on there. I try to put at least 10 photos on there. Uh, I think it's it's key that, that people can see the, the vehicle from different angles, the interior, the, the engine compartment. Um, I, try to, I try to give as much information as possible, um, but you'll still be frustrated because people will call and ask every detail that you disclosed on there. Um, so Probably don't go into too much detail on Facebook Marketplace because you'll find that most people will not listen to it, but you will not read all your information. But you want to be on Facebook Marketplace. The next thing is also on Facebook, Facebook Groups. Now, I, I run a Facebook, two Facebook groups in my local market for used cars. And if you want to get involved on that side, you could start a Facebook group. Uh, but that is uh, labor intensive, I'll, I'll tell you this, because there's so many people trying to get into groups just so that they can post everything from uh, their baby's uh, crib for sale to uh, a lamp that they want to buy or or uh, 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 their lawn cutting service or whatever. Um, I, I like to be in a car group that is very dedicated to cars, so I started my own and I keep it very clean. So I've got a I've got one Facebook group that that is solely dedicated to the type of vehicle that I sell in the the uh, geographic area that I sell in. So that's the first place I put my vehicle, but I also put it I put my vehicles in probably about another 20 to 25 local selling groups in in the the immediate area where my vehicles are are generally purchased from. Um, I try to stick within probably about 20 miles, 25 miles of my location, and I I don't really try to sell the vehicles I sell in a whole other metropolitan area. If I had a special vehicle, I might do that, and I might use some other tools, but typically I don't, so I'm not going to even get into that. Um, At one point in time, Craigslist was the key. Craigslist was the the place where we put everything. But a couple years ago, Craigslist, I guess, decided that they wanted to start making some money. (laughs) And uh, so they started charging $5 per vehicle uh, to advertise. It used to be free. And that was the first place we all started. Um, But now it's really more of an afterthought, but it's still a good afterthought because there's still people looking at Craigslist. So I also post the vehicle on Craigslist. I throw them five bucks, and every now and then Craigslist brings me a buyer, so it, it makes it it worth it still to use Craigslist. Again, you, I use as many photos as I can on there. I, I renew it as frequently as I can. Uh, one thing, going back to Facebook Marketplace, you can renew that, I think, every seven days. So go renew it every seven days. And in Facebook groups, I generally go back and make a comment every day or two, so it bumps my my post up to the top of that Facebook group page. And so they'll, you'll have to spend a little time every morning doing this, but that's just something I do. Um, and Craigslist, you can renew that. I think it's every seven days too. And there's no charge to renew it, but after 30 days, you'll have to give them another $5. Um, 
Then my website, I try to keep that always up to date. I, I'll have links there to my YouTube videos. I'll have I'll I'll put as much information about my vehicle and who I am and what I do on my website as possible. And if I can get them to my website, they're captive. So I'm I I feel pretty good if I can get somebody there. So once uh, once you build a website, you also want to build a a email system so you're following up with people who are. Uh, coming to your website. Um, and the more professional that looks, the better. Uh, another thing that I use in my systems are face-to-face -face sales calls. Now, this this one you might not have heard of, but I'll just go out during the day and, and, and uh, basically walk in 10 businesses with my business cards and a flyer that tells what vehicles I have, and, and I pass them out to, to people who are cutting hair or are uh, grooming dogs uh, who are the receptionist at, uh, at the doctor's office, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the guy behind the counter at the, at the convenience store. I get out and I see people and tell them about my vehicle, and that is one of the most productive things that I do uh, with my time. And speaking about flyers, those flyers are key. I like to use pictures on my flyers, but sometimes I don't even take time to do that. I just make a list of the vehicles, what they are, what I'm asking for them, and it, I don't. If it's going to slow me up to spend a lot of time making the flyers, I don't want to slow up. I want to. I want to have that in my hand. So sometimes my flyers are just printed. Sometimes they have photos. Naturally, these days it's easier and easier to to make a, a pretty flyer on your computer. Um, I'm not going to get into all that right now. If, if uh, somebody has some suggestions they want to throw to me that I can, I can uh, share with, with folks, I'd be happy to. But right now, let's just say have something in your hand that you can pass out. And while I'm at the grocery store, while I'm at the gas station, while I'm, while I'm almost any place, I'm known to, to uh, tape a flyer here and there telling people um, about what I have for sale. So those are, those are seven tools that I use for selling vehicles, seven tools that I use in my selling system. And that's a lot of information. And we're getting pretty close to the end of what I can tell you in one episode. So I'm going to take a break and when we come back, I'm going to wrap up and tell you about some, some future plans for how we're going to get more money in your pocket. Hang on. We'll be back with one more segment and it'll be worth it. This is Randy Lee, Flipping Genius. I know some things, people. I don't know everything, but what I do know can help you make more money. Schedule a 20-minute one-on-one consultation with me. Just go to www.flippinggenius.com. Click on the button that says schedule a 20-minute consultation with Randy, and then book the time. We'll get together and figure out how I can help you make more money. All right, we're back. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to the Flippin' Genius Podcast. Before we end today, I just want to talk about a few other things in the way of systems. Uh, I guess we can call these in-between systems. Um, you know, you, you've got vehicle analysis. Uh, it, it, how do you take a look at a vehicle with the right eyes? What do you look for? What signs of deception can you look for? For this, I'm going to come back 
at another episode and talk with my mechanic, or a couple of my mechanics, actually. I think that they can give us some in- insights on this that, that maybe are a step above what I can do. So I look forward to talking about that in the future. Um, and along those lines, I want to talk about what I guess I'll call post-purchase vehicle analysis, uh, where my mechanics and I look at the vehicle and decide what to fix. Because we don't fix everything. When you're selling vehicles in the price range that I'm in, we don't fix everything. Now, if you're selling $45,000 vehicles or $145,000 vehicles, I imagine you fix everything possible. But you need to know your system. I'm going to talk a little bit about mine again with my guys in another episode, and I think that'll be insightful for everybody. Um, next, I'll talk about vehicle preparation systems. You know, how do you get the the the, uh, the vehicle ready to sell? What do you do, and and how do you do it? And for that, I've got some folks that are in the detailing business that I'd like to to um, share. Uh, a conversation with, and we'll have them coming on later. Hey, and if you've got things to add or you'd like to talk to me about this, send your information to me at uh, flippingquestions at gmail.com. I'd love to to get some insights from other people. Other systems we're going to talk about in the future are accounting systems, financing systems. Now, I've said that I prefer not to do financing, but if, if somebody's going to get financing for a car, I'd like to give them a good resource, so we'll talk about what that looks like and how you can help your buyers get financed to buy a car even in the marketplace where where I'm at and what you can do to make that a pleasant uh, experience for them and beneficial for you. And along those lines, I want to talk about building teams. It's very important that you have a team of professionals that you work with. And these aren't just people who work on cars. They're also people that might direct buyers to you. So we'll talk about that too, because there's, I haven't told you everything I know yet. (laughs) There's a lot more to cover. And this is a a fun, fun uh, subject to cover. And like I said, I've got some information coming up. I'm really hoping that I can get the gentleman I mentioned earlier to come on board and, and uh, talk with us soon and, and share some of these insights of vital information that, that you're going to need to know going forward as far as the laws that are coming down the pike. Um, and and this, this stuff's going to hit before you know it. So you definitely want to know about that. And um, as that comes up, I'll definitely make it, be making announcements. Uh, and I'll probably do do some here on, on the podcast channel, as well as the Flipping Genius YouTube channel, the Flipping Genius TikTok channel. <laughs> and uh, you can you can find us at flippinggenius.com that's with only one g in the middle so it's flippinggenius.com it takes you to my page but there'll be links there to uh the uh the uh, flipping genius podcast as well i appreciate you taking the time to listen and i i don't want to abuse your time so i'm gonna let you go for now we'll be back at gmail.com Hey, let's all work together. Let's all make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. This is Randy Lee. I'll see you next time. My dad used to say, 
Why reinvent the wheel? He meant, if it's done right, there's no reason to redo it. And that was my first thought when I saw Jeremy Fisher's digital video training course and text, Three Hour Flip and Three Hour Flip Academy. Jeremy Fisher is a longtime successful car flipper and a tremendous communicator with over 2 million downloads of his materials online already. In Three Hour Car Flip Academy, Jeremy walks you through car flipping from how to find deals how do I analyze deals, how to maximize your profitability, how to market and sell your vehicles, and then how to build on your success. Like I've said before, Jeremy Fisher has built his course right. So why reinvent the wheel? When Jeremy visited with me on episode 42 of Flipping Genius, he agreed to allow our listeners to get lifetime access to his digital training, 3-Hour Flip Academy, with a copy of the 3-Hour Flip e-text for just $49. That's a one-time fee of less than 50 bucks. Frankly, you ought to make 10 times that amount from your very first flip. Go to our website to get this special deal. Visit www.flippinggenius.com with one G, Flippin' Genius, and click on the Resources tab at the top of the page. Then click on the More Great Stuff tab on our Resources page, and it'll take you to Jeremy's $49 deal. Now, if that's more clicks than you want to make, or if you have a question, just send an email to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com, and I'll get you an answer and a direct link to 3-Hour Flip Academy. Flippin' Genius Podcast is the podcast about car flipping. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and numerous other podcast sources. Please download the podcast. Please subscribe. Come back often. We'll record a new one each Wednesday. And if you have questions, please send them to flippingquestions at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.